Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. I am so glad that you have joined me today. Are you ready to learn some truth from God's Word? I know I am. In today's episode, we are going to learn about another king of Israel. That's right, another king. There were so many kings of Israel, kings in the northern kingdom and kings in the southern kingdom. Some of them were good, many of them were bad. Have you ever imagined what it might be like to be a king? To wear a golden crown upon your head and a royal robe upon your shoulders? To live in a palace and eat fine food? to have servants to wait on you and people to bring you gifts. The life of a king is not all you might think it is. God never intended for the kings of Israel to become selfish or greedy or power hungry. But sadly, that's what happened to many of them. They forgot to make Yahweh the most important thing in their lives. They forgot that Yahweh is the one who made them king and gave them power to be good kings, to rule over their people with kindness and love and mercy and justice, just as God would do. They were to show the people what God is like. Instead, they did the opposite. Today we are going to learn about King Ahaz. King Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem, the southern kingdom, for 16 years. And unlike King David, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He walked in the evil ways of the kings of Israel in the north. And sadly, he also made idols for worshiping the false god Baal. Now, truth seekers, King Ahaz did something very, very despicable in the eyes of the Lord. King Ahaz was so evil that he sacrificed his very own sons in the fire to the false gods. You might think, why in the world would he do something so horrible? Well, it's because he was following the ways of the nations and kings around him. He was trying to be like them and do what they did instead of what God wanted him to do. He was so concerned with being like the other nations that he was willing to sacrifice his own children. God has specifically told us and the Israelites that they were to be different from other nations. They were to be a light in the darkness. They were to show the other nations the ways of the Lord. But instead, Ahaz followed the ways of the other nations instead. He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the high places, on the hilltops, and under every spreading tree to false gods. And so because Ahaz turned his back on God, God no longer protected Ahaz from his enemies. The Lord God handed him over to the king of Aram. And do you know what the Arameans did? They charged right into the land of Judah and took many of the Israelites as prisoners and brought them back to their capital city of Damascus. He was also given into the hands of the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. The king of Israel in the northern kingdom also invaded the land and destroyed much of King Ahaz's army and soldiers because he had forsaken the Lord, the God of his fathers. 
The Israelites took captive their wives and children and even plundered all of their food and gold and wealth. While all of this was happening, King Ahaz looked around in fear. What should he do? Israelites from the north were invading. Arameans from the east were invading. Things were not going well for King Ahaz. He saw the destruction and devastation in his land, and he saw what was happening, and he knew this could not go on for much longer. The Bible says that when both the king of Israel and the king of Aram came together to fight against King Ahaz, the hearts of King Ahaz and his people were so afraid they were shaken, like the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. They were shaking in their boots. They were so afraid. Now, I know what you are thinking. You are thinking all King Ahaz has to do is humble himself, fall on his knees, ask the Lord for repentance, and the Lord will help him and deliver him. And yes, you are right, true seekers. If we've learned anything by now, it's that the Lord does come to the help of those who are truly sorry for their sins and who put their trust in Yahweh. So what do you think King Ahaz did? Well, before we find out, it's time to bring in another very important person into this story. You might remember in our last episode, we learned about a prophet named Isaiah. Isaiah had been given a very special job as a prophet. God had called Isaiah to go and speak to the Israelites and warn them what would happen if they did not return their hearts to him, to love him and serve him and worship him. Isaiah was alive while King Ahaz was alive. And the Lord came to Isaiah and gave him a very important message. The Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son. Go out and speak this message to King Ahaz. God said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, to meet King Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood. Did you hear that? God compared the king of Israel and the king of Aram to two small stubs of leftover firewood that is no longer burning after a fire is put out. God said to Isaiah, Say to Ahaz, Even though they have plotted against you and plotted your ruin, saying, Let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves. Yet this is what the Sovereign Lord says, it will not take place. It will not happen. Within 65 years, the northern kingdom of Israel will be too shattered to be a people. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Well, dear truth seekers, what a powerful word. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. God was giving hope to King Ahaz. He was giving him a promise. If Ahaz would simply put his faith in the Lord, the Lord would not allow them to attack. The Lord would protect the southern kingdom of Judah. God was giving King Ahaz another chance. Remarkably, after everything he had done here, God was coming to him and giving him another 
chance, a chance to have faith, a chance to trust him for deliverance and protection. The Lord continued and said to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. How gracious of God! He was giving King Ahaz a chance to ask the Lord for wisdom and counsel on what to do and when to do it. God was saying, ask me for help. Ask me for what to do, and I will show you. And so here was a moment of truth for King Ahaz. He stood at two roads. One road he could choose would lead to God's help and God's forgiveness and redemption and protection, even after all he had done. The other road would lead Ahaz away from God, depending on his own strength, relying on his own wisdom, resulting in destruction and ruin. Which road do you think King Ahaz took? Oh, true seekers, if only we could have been there to encourage King Ahaz, to tell him that with God, life is so much better than if we try to do things on our own. But sadly, the heart of King Ahaz had been so corrupted by all of the evil choices he had made. He was so prideful. He was so hard that he could not reach out and accept the gracious gift of help that God had offered. He would not listen to Isaiah's message. He would not ask the Lord for a sign or for any kind of wisdom or help. Instead of relying on the strength of the wonderful counselor, mighty God, King Ahaz did the most awful, the most terrible, the most ridiculous, most unwise thing he could have done. King Ahaz sent to the king of Assyria for help. That's right. Instead of accepting the help of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, King Ahaz sought help from a mere man. And not just any man, a king from another nation, an enemy nation. King Ahaz was so overcome with fear, he watched as the Arameans attacked his land, and the Israelites attacked his land, and then the Edomites came to attack, and the Philistines came to attack. It was one attack after another. They were attacking from every corner. Every time King Ahaz turned around, he heard of another attack on his land and on his people. King Ahaz, instead of calling out to the name of the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he went to the king of Assyria. He went to a man named Tiglath-Pileser and said, I am your servant and vassal. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram and the king of Israel who are attacking me. Did you hear that? Did King Ahaz just say, save me? To another man? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he realize? God is the only one who can save. Ahaz went and took precious silver and gold from the temple of the Lord and from the royal palace and from the princes and presented them to the king of Assyria. And so in exchange for the large sum of money and gifts that King Ahaz had presented to the king of Assyria, he went up and attacked the king of Aram and captured his city, Damascus. And so for a short time, King Ahaz had help, not from God, but from a foreign king named Tiglath-Pileser, who in the end was really no help at all. He looked to the king of Assyria, 
and in the end, he had to pay a very heavy price for it. For the king of Assyria would turn around and become one of the greatest enemies of the nation of Israel they had ever seen. Dear Truth Seekers, what truth can we find in today's story? Well, this is another story of an evil king. It does give us an example of what not to do when we find ourselves in trouble. You see, the idols that Ahaz worshipped were really God's enemy, Satan. In trying to be like all the other nations, Ahaz lost sight of the only true and living God who would give him peace and protection and joy. Ahaz was tricked into Satan's lies of thinking that he had to look to other things and other people to make him strong and powerful. In the end, Ahaz paid a great price. He lost much. One of Satan's greatest tricks is to cause us to look to everyone and everything else to help us instead of God. He tries to get us to believe that because we can't see God, then surely God is not there to help us. He tries to get us to lose our faith. Remember what Isaiah said to Ahaz? He said, if you will not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And that's just what happened. Instead of standing firm in his faith that God would help him, he crumbled and he looked to another man for help. Did you notice how kind and gracious of God it was to offer his help and send the prophet Isaiah to King Ahaz, even after he had done such wicked things? God is faithful to his promise. He had made a covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob so long ago that the nation of Israel would be his people and he would be their God. God would still be faithful to his people. But sadly, Ahaz threw his chance away. God is the God of second and third and fourth and fifth chances. But Ahaz refused to have faith in God and look to him for help. He was stubborn. Friends, while we still have time, let's not throw our chance away. God is giving you the same chance he gave to King Ahaz. Will you look to Jesus for help? Jesus is the only one who can save you. He died so that you might be set free and washed clean. He comes to your rescue. He comes to your deliverance from your enemies. No other person can do that for you. Only God can. Only Jesus, the Son of God, can help you and be everything you need. Call on Him today. Cry out to Him and say, Save me. Have mercy on me, Jesus. I need you. He will surely hear you and deliver you. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 2 Chronicles chapter 28 and Isaiah chapter 7. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to save us. When the enemy is all around us and it feels like we are about to sink in our fears and doubts, we can cry out to you to save us. You are the only one who can. We have no strength in ourselves, but you are stronger than anyone or anything. You defeated the enemy on the cross by sending your son to die for us. Thank you that we can come to you anytime, day or night, to receive help from you. Please strengthen our faith. When we feel weak, help us to have faith. Even when we can't see you, we choose to put our faith in you. We know you are real. We believe what your word says. 
We are truth seekers and we hold to the truth. We stand on the truth and we will not let go of your truth in our lives. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me today, Truth Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.